Welcome to the Start Now Podcast. We're your hosts, Mike and Alyssa. We're here to motivate, inspire, share, and encourage you to stop waiting and start now. Happy Tuesday, May 2nd, everybody. Welcome to the Start Now Podcast. I am Mike here joined by Alyssa. Hey, hey. It's Tuesday, so you know what that means. We are going to do our Would You Rathers of the Week. So, Alyssa, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Go for it. All right. Would you rather be able to squat 500 pounds or run a five-minute mile? I think I have to go with five-minute mile. I don't really... I'm not... It's not as cool of a flex to me to be able to squat 500 pounds. That would be very impressive. But Think about how strong your legs would be to be able to squat 500 pounds. That is very true. But I feel like in this era, my hot girl running era, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with sub five okay. mile. That's fair. Okay. I need to preface this next one with one of our friends. She She was very nervous to suggest this one. And she brought it up to me a couple weeks ago, and I just hadn't gotten around to using it until now. Is there a reason why? It's it's a little dark. All right, it's a little it. dark. So, first of all, I also promised her I would leave her name anonymous, so we'll never know who it was. I'll tell you later. Would you rather swim through a pool of dead bodies? <laughs> oh, I can't what? even with this. Or swim through a pool of poop? Dead bodies or poop? Dead bodies are poop. Swim through a pool, a big pool. She did want me to include, yes, there is blood. Okay. I'm not sure. She I didn't specify which one. Though. I don't think you can swim through bodies. Valid. I think that's more of like a, you, it's solid. You can't really navigate through it. Sure. Um, so I would probably go with poop. I hope we, never mind. <laughs> this is the, probably the worst one that I've ever asked that's, you. That's not But cool. there you go. Dear friend, we answered your question. Please never make us do something like that again. All right. Would you rather get free Starbucks for life or $100,000? You should see my eyes right now. Oh, I mean, (laughs) I'm going to have to go with the $100,000. I would love free Starbucks, and I'm sure that would definitely add up to more than $100,000 over (laughs) time. But in this very moment, $100,000 would go very far for us. That's that's a lot of lot of oat milk lattes. Absolutely not. Shaken espresso. Shaken espresso. Close though. <laughs> nice, nice try. Nice try. It's espresso and milk. Next up. What okay. do you think? Side note. What do you think the most expensive item on the Starbucks menu is? That's a good question. Probably a venti. Some. I mean, mine's not <laughs> cheap, bro. Trenti. <laughs> Tre- yeah, maybe a trenti. <laughs> trenti, shaken espresso. Okay. Would you rather be able to run a sub three hour marathon but never deadlift over your body weight, or would you rather set part set PRs? <laughs> I can't speak today. Set PRs in your lift, but always go over that three hour marathon. Um. So here's the thing. Once I get over thirty five years old, my uh. Boston qualifying time is three hours and five minutes. So technically I could qualify, <laughs> but I think the three hour threshold is such a like a flex, as you said. Sure. Um, and like I broke four, that was my like biggest goal. And now I'm so close to breaking three thirty. I feel like breaking three would be super impressive. Um, I would, I would obviously love to keep lifting heavy for deadlifting, but 
I think for right now, I would rather hit break that three-hour mark. Wait, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to qualify for Boston? I know that that's a goal of yours, but are you trying to qualify before you turn 35? Possibly. Huh. I don't know. But the thing is... It's a long journey, so like if I get to thirty five and I have those five extra minutes, it's not the end. You know that wouldn't be. You the won't worst. be disappointed, yeah. No, obviously breaking three is impressive, but Boston qualifying the way that they work it out is like your age plays a factor into it. Gotcha. So like the older you are, the slower you can run. Yeah, that may, I mean that makes complete sense. You have yeah. what three years before you're thirty five? Four years. Same. I have ten years before I'm thirty five. You could Boston qualify by the time you're fifty. I mean, yeah, that's that's very I true. I think you'd have to run like a four-hour marathon by then, maybe. You never know. Never know. Would you rather have vision like a hawk or hearing like a dog? I don't know what those are. Like vision, like eyesight? They have good eyesight. Really good. Oh, hawks, they have like laser-focused. Yeah, would you rather have really good eyesight <laughs> or really good hearing, I guess is the question. Valid. Because you can go, as I learned, I can go other places to shower. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. We could maybe share that story on our five minute Friday about our thorn. Um, all right. Would you rather fight um a hundred chicken sized T Rexes or one T Rex sized <laughs> chicken? I need to process this. Okay, so think of like a T Rex the size of a chicken, a hundred of those, those yep. little guys, or one chicken the size of a T Rex. So, I'm not scared of dinosaurs, but an oversized chicken is, like, really messing with my head right now. <laughs> Thinking about an oversized chicken. More than oversized. It's just, like, a big, big chicken. I'm going to have to go with the little dinosaurs. I'd probably say just... that, too, because you could just, like, punt those bad boys. Yeah, that's more manageable. I'd have you and Parker with me. You'd just be like, pow, pow, just pow. Give me, some, like, give me a baseball bat. And be like, like a big-ass chicken. <laughs> bat in practice. <laughs> okay, last but not least... Would you rather get fired or have to fire somebody? Have to fire somebody. You sure about that? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't want to get fired. That <laughs> would not true. be fun. That's very true. All right. My last one for you. Would you rather DJ at Coachella or store a touchdown in the Super Bowl? Touchdown, Super Bowl. Final answer. Boom. Done. Would you catch it? Would you throw it? Would you run it in? What would be your choice? I would go give it to a little kid. That's not how. No, <laughs> score a touchdown. How would yeah, you score? Yeah, I would score it. How? I would run into the so you'd end be the zone. Back. Yeah, I would run into the end zone, run straight to Parker, and give it to her. Oh, that'd be so cute. That wasn't the question, but okay. <laughs> Great. Let's chat. All right. Let's talk today about knowing your value, knowing your worth, and how you can kind of you have to build confidence in order to to know your value, know your worth, and how it kind of goes back and forth. Um, so when people talk a lot about knowing their value, a lot of time they mean it in a literal sense of like money and time right right i want to stay away from that today right like some people say my time is worth this much money so we see a lot in the fitness world with you know people who personally train and i think that's super important one of the first lessons that i learned when i started doing personal training was people said don't sell yourself short don't undervalue yourself yeah if you think you're worth this much money and people aren't willing to pay it then don't discount yourself to be more reasonably priced basically. same with me and brand deals how many times has my agent been like don't discount right because if worth. you charge one person that then you can charge everyone that right right um and then you devalue yourself and exactly. then people will be like oh you know pe- there's that famous saying you know you get what you pay for um and you hear it a lot especially with like i don't know if it's electronics or apparel or clothes right where if something is cheaply made 
yeah, you're not paying as much, but it might not last as long. It might not serve you as well. Totally. So if you're not seeing yourself as valuable, then you're going to start to wonder if you actually are worth that much. Um, but I want to talk more too about it, how it relates to starting now and not settling for things. Yes. Um, a lot of times people will, whether it's in a relationship or in a job or in a goal, they'll settle for something that maybe isn't as lofty as they would like to pursue just because it's convenient. Absolutely. Think about how many times in, we'll go to relationships. I mean, I wasn't always so lucky to end up with such a handsome, incredible, smart, lovely, amazing human as you. But I think learning to value yourself is realizing, I'm going to even go a step further and say, in order to have self-value and self-worth, you have to learn how to love yourself. I think that's probably the first step is once Justin Bieber you, said it best. What is that song? Love, love yourself. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so I think in order to love yourself, you kind of have to understand yourself and do a lot of deep digging and diving into who you actually are. So it's so funny because a lot of people come to me for advice for all different types of life things. And as I get older and as I mature, I realize how funny it is to look on the outside. Well, yeah, of course he's not for you. Like it's obvious that if he's not giving you the time of day or if he's not knocking down your door and trying to, you know, go after you in the way that you should, then it's very easy for an outsider to see. But sometimes it's very, very hard to understand your own self worth. And I think the best way to combat that is to spend a lot of time with yourself and get to know yourself, start to think about who who am I? What do I like to do? What are the good things about me? What are the qualities that I want to improve on? Because a lot of people are afraid to admit their faults, if you will. And I think if you can it really, really dive into Yes, all the ways that you are incredible, but also the ways that you can improve. It's really helpful to kind of come full circle and then realize just how incredible you are. Yeah, I think, you know, when we talk about not settling, a lot of times that it relates to confidence as well. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't see yourself as the amazing person that you are, then sometimes you don't expect other people to see you as that as well. You know, like you said, with relationships or with jobs, if you see yourself as less than or not worthy, then you're willing to settle for things that aren't up to your standard or should right. be up to your standard, right? Whether it's like, well, I don't really, I don't think I deserve this promotion or this, you know, this new job title. So I'm not going to put my name in the hat because I don't feel like I could get it. You know, instead of saying, you know what, I'm good at what I do. I think I could be good at this job. I think I have a lot to bring to the table in this relationship, whatever it is, people will sometimes be hesitant because they're afraid of rejection and afraid of failure. And so they settle for less. Um, And we see it all the time with goals too, where they'll set a goal that maybe isn't super lofty because they're afraid that they might not hit that goal if they set it, you know? Yeah. And I think it it has to come from within, like seeking external validation is great. And there's nothing wrong with your friends hyping you up, your relationship hyping you up, your family hyping you up, but you have to truly believe what other people are saying in order for it to come full circle for you. You know what this has me thinking of too? Imposter syndrome. 
For those of you that don't know what imposter syndrome is, it's believing that you're not worthy of the accolades that you're given, if you will. So I know a lot of people that struggle with imposter syndrome and kind of in this industry that we're in, as I start to get older and as Mike starts to get older, we're always saying like, I can't believe this is happening to us or why did people listen to us? I had a conversation with someone, oh, today about this podcast and she was like, it's so good. Keep doing it. And I'm like, I think we're going to. And we think it's great. But every time we look at the stats, we're like, oh, my God, we have over 2000 people listening. That's crazy. And we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't think that we had value to add. But we still are shocked when we hear that people actually listen. Right. And there's a fine line. <laughs> we had talked about this before about, you know, like confidence and cockiness. Right. And I think imposter syndrome, the opposite spectrum of that is the people who think they're more important than they are. I think they have more to to bring to the table or they have more to give to people than others. And, and it's almost like a greed type thing where yeah. they think that they're better than everybody else. Where I think imposter syndrome is that opposite where, yeah, there's like, it's it's humility, but it's almost beneath humility because it's like you don't even see what you offer. So how do you combat that? If I came to you and I said, I don't believe that I'm worthy of this success, or I don't believe that there are people that actually like me for what I'm doing, what are you going to say to me? Um, well, I'd probably ask you, like, the fact that you're having that conversation with yourself tells you that people do listen. If you're like, why do yeah. people listen to me? Well, people do listen to you. So I would flip it back on you and say, why? Why do you think? What do you offer? What have people told you that you're you're good at? What have people told you that you, you bring to the table? I had somebody reach up to me the other day who just said, you know, you calling my name out in class really meant a lot to me. You know, and like, uh, yeah, I'm going to call you. If I see you doing something cool, if I see you working hard, I want to acknowledge that and I want to celebrate that and you deserve that praise, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's it's cool and sometimes it's surprising. Like, oh man, they noticed me because it's a room full of people and like, you know, you're just one of those people. But I think you have a lot of power in what you say and what you do. And if you're not seeing that, if you don't feel like you deserve the accolades and if you're wondering why people listen to you or people look up to you, I think you have to take a step back and, you know, look at all the things that you do offer and realize that, you know, it's important what you do and what you say and that it does have impact because, I mean, I I deal with it all the time. Like, I'll be, I'll be walking down the street and somebody will come up to me and say something to me about, you know, hey, you know, I really liked this and I really liked that and thanks for class the other day. And a lot of the time I'm like, what? That's just what I do. You right, know? exactly, yeah. And, and I think you have to get to that point where, again, you know your worth, you know your value, and you realize that, hey, I do a lot for people. You know, I think you talked about different professions. I think there's different jobs where people automatically have to feel a sense of pride in their work. Like you talk to doctors, you talk to yeah. nurses, you talk to firefighters, policemen, first responders. I think they understand the importance of their job because it's so immediate right you save somebody's life that's pretty cut and dry pretty, right like yeah, i think pretty if you save somebody's life then you realize that your job has meaning and that your your actions matter but you teach somebody a, a spin session or you you know 
tell somebody to lift heavy weights and run on a treadmill, it might not seem important at first, but you forget that, you know, those people who are in that room, that's their 50 minutes, right? They showed up for something, whatever it is, whether it's to could work through something. Could be the best part of their day. It could be the right. what, something they really needed. Yeah. I was talking to a woman the other day who's pregnant and she's like, this is the only time where I can like get out of the house and do something that makes me feel not pregnant. Like, obviously, yeah. she's like, I, I don't push myself as hard as I used to because my body doesn't feel up to it. But like, this is my time where I can feel normal, you know, and everywhere else. It's like when I'm sitting still, when I'm not doing anything, when I'm, you know, laying around, that's when I feel like crap. But when yeah. I'm moving my body, I feel good. So like, you never know what people are going through. You never know the situation. So I think in your life, if you feel like you're not worthy of this praise, I think you have to take a step back and, and think about all the things that people said to you. Because even if it's just in passing, right? Like how many times have people said something to you, even after class, they're like, hey, I really liked that playlist. Or Absolutely. I really love that choreo. I really liked what you said there. You hear, Sometimes you hear it so much that you're like, oh, yeah, like whatever. Well, I don't think either of us feel that way, though. But we I hear think that some all people the, do. Oh, some people do. I think yeah, some people absolutely. do, and then yeah. they push it to the side, and they're like, oh, they're just saying that to be nice. But I think you have to realize that people don't just say things to say things. So I think it's cool, too, to take a step outside. Think about somebody at... Pretend that somebody else is you, and you look at what that person is doing, and would you be impressed by them? If they are starting something, if they work at a specific company or they're a fitness trainer or they have an impressive job or they're doing really well in school, like any of sometimes you really, truly have to step outside. If I take a look and think about all the things that we both have accomplished, it's silly for us to have imposter syndrome. But even the most successful of successful people, at the end of the day, people are just people. You know, and everyone can suffer from having minutes of doubt. And when I was hurt and I had to teach off the podium the whole time, I was like, do people think I don't know how to ride? Am I going to be public about this? What do I say? If you don't listen to the podcast, then I haven't really talked about it too much. But yeah, it's challenging. It's really challenging. Remember when someone was running the marathon and she yelled, don't roll your eyes. I don't re- I don't recall this. Mike is rolling his eyes, but this was a special moment for me because somebody was running the marathon. I was simply a spectator and they yelled to me, Alyssa, I love your spin class or something like that. And to take two seconds out of your marathon to recognize me means a lot. It, it does. Is. It's special. And I think, you know, it's kind of go along with that is when I started having it, like quote unquote imposter syndrome. I think it was when people started to know me as Mike and not as Alyssa's husband. Yes. I think for the longest time, and I'm not sure it's because I wasn't, I don't know, as active as Alyssa or whatever it was, but we would go places and people would recognize me as Alyssa's husband. Like literally they would, we'd be at a restaurant or somewhere and someone would say, hey, you're you're Alyssa's husband. <laughs> it's like, yes, I have a name. It's Mike. <laughs> but I think I'd like... You know, in the past year or, or maybe a year and a half, people have started to be like, oh, you're Mike or you're the Mike. People on a bike. are saying you're the Mike or on a bike's wife. Right. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's when things start to change for me is when I start to realize that people care about me as me, not just as, you know, the uh, Alyssa's husband. Um, and so I think that that's for me when I, I was trying to transition between that and be like, no, like, yeah, Mike, but. 
I'm not anything special. And I started to realize that people did know me because I was special and because I offered them something that they appreciated or needed. Do you think, do you have a lot of self-worth? Do you appreciate yourself? I appreciate myself. You still lack confidence in some areas sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think we all lack confidence in some areas. Yeah. I think for me, that lack of, I wouldn't even call it a lack of confidence. I would say it's more of like a hunger to grow where I don't feel content with where I am in certain places of my life and I want to get better at it. It's not that I'm not confident at it. Sure. I want to get better. That makes sense. Definitely what makes about sense. you? Yeah, I think so. I think it took me a really long time. I wouldn't, I would say it's probably a bit of age and experience. And there's been a lot of different times in my life that I've had to stick up for myself and I still get rejected where it makes me question, am I who I think I am? And then I take a couple steps back and say, again, like we've talked about before, you're not going to be for everybody and that is okay. So as long as you learn that. And I think also like we've talked about this before, but knowing your value also has to do with knowing when it's time to cut things off with people. Yes, very, very true. With situations or relationships that are toxic and knowing that, you know, I deserve better than this. And you kind of alluded to it before, but even with friends, you know, we talk all the time about the difference between friends and acquaintances, right? There's people who are in your life who you kind of like know, and then there's the people who you trust telling things to and talking things through and asking advice about. And if that person is not helping you in some type of way, I'm not saying it has to be like a one for one trade off where I do something for you, you do something for me. But if it's constantly a one sided battle where I'm just providing you with everything that you need and you're not really adding anything to my life, that's time to kind of realize that, hey, I'm valuable, I'm I'm important, I'm special. And if you're not going to help me out or make me feel that way, then I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah, right? or just scale back a little bit. Because I have people that have said to me, why do you, I'm a giver, if you will. Like, it's also part of my job to check on people. So whether it's for my job or not, I'm always texting my friends. They're, I'm known as just being a good friend, if you will, in yes. people's definition. And sometimes I'll be like, what are you, like, just leave it alone. I know, I know. But my argument for myself is that I know what I'm doing. Like, there are relationships that I'm in that if you look at it, people would be like, why do you even mess bother talking to that person when, mm-hmm. like, they can't even respond to you? Um but I know what I'm doing and I know I think it's important that when you know what you're putting into a relationship again I think this even goes further into me understanding my own self-worth I know that I have a lot to give so as long as I have the capacity to give without getting back then that's fine and the ones where I've been like you know I'm not getting back what I need from this relationship because either it's changed or I used to get more and now I'm not that's when I've decided to step back. It's all just in understanding what you need and making sure that your own needs are met. So last last question regarding this topic, um, relating to starting now, if you were to start something new that was scary, that was unfamiliar, how do you gauge your your worth in that area? So for example, you just started running. Yep. And your experience with running is limited recently very and how do you judge your your worth because we always talked about how 
comparisons the thief of joy and how you don't want to compare yourself to other people who are maybe further along their journey. But at the same point, you need some type of reference point, right? You need to, you want to know like where you are, where you stand, how you're doing in relation to the world or in relation to people around you. Like, I think that's important to have friendly competition. What, maybe. Well, maybe that's just me. What would you say to people who are starting something that's new and that's scary and they're trying to figure out, should I keep doing this? I think one of the best quotes that I've ever heard is it doesn't have to make sense to anybody but yourself. So if you're thinking of starting something and it makes sense to you, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else because there are enough people in the world to be into whatever you're doing. So take that leap. And I'm such a firm believer of diving fully into anything that you set your mind to. So for me, running is a huge mindset game. I'm literally training myself to enjoy running. I'm training myself to get better at running. And for me, I'm really competitive with myself, which is why I have these journals, which thank you all for following up. I am still journaling. It's now been like five. No, it's been over a week, I think, and I'm still doing it. So I think it's important to dive in, dive fully in. And again, you wouldn't have an idea if it wasn't something that's worth it. And you'll find over time that maybe you have an idea. They're not always going to work, but if it doesn't work, you're going to absolutely learn from it. I agree. Know your worth, guys. Know your worth. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday.